In a high-tech world where people have ever-increasing courage to sit behind a screen and dole out opinions without consequence, comes three heroes prepared to fight back through the safety of our microphones and digital airwaves. You've got one star for us? Well, we've got three stars for you. Here comes Three Stars Podcast, ready to dish it out. Okay, moving on to main course. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Move on to main course. So, main course, we're talking about The Wayward, which was another restaurant that Chad Michael George owned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We tried looking for we reviews tried look- from yeah. Williams and Graham and Linger, but unfortunately, you weren't oh. you're not there. That's, yeah, yeah. that's all right. You weren't named. How come you sorry. didn't get your name? Yeah. In, uh, because if you did, you could have gotten a free meal. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure I was named in some Williams and Graham uh, might back been. in the day. You might have been. That's, that's okay. Uh, shall we go ahead and jump into the main course? Sure. Chad Michael George, you want to read? Okay. Yeah, go for it. All right. Wayward, five stars. Fantastic culinary experience. This was quite a surprise. What a wonderful evening. From the moment we were greeted at the door and shown to our seats, all of the staff were so warm, welcoming, and knowledgeable. The atmosphere was elegant, sophisticated, yet somewhat casual, and the food was amazing. We shared the trout, which was one of the best seafood dishes we've had out in a long time. Both the preparation and the sourcing was top-notch. We read some of we read some the other reviews uh-huh. that said the portions were small. That was not the case since two generous pieces of trout were served on a large platter with delicious vegetables that my husband and I shared, and he is a big eater. Just called him overweight, low key, like yeah. that. <laughs> the mixed green salad I had was also good sized with a delicious and unusual dressing. There is a very talented chef in the kitchen. Impressive for Denver since we are from Chicago, where we have had years of fine dining experiences. We would highly recommend this restaurant. Exclamation points How galore. How nice is that? Yeah. That's very nice. Somebody from Chicago, which is the best dining town in this country, if you ask me. So she knew what the fuck she was talking and about. You had uh, did you didn't you move here? No, St. Louis. I moved from St. Louis. Louis. Okay. But one of the best things about St. Louis is it's three and a half hours from Chicago. Shut down. You just zip on up. Yep. This I really do like this review. I do believe it's a five star review. Uh, we could have had some pictures. That would have been nice. Uh, however, she talked about service, ambiance, food. Um, and, and and even went further and said, sourcing about your food and put that in there, which was really nice. Um, I I would definitely want to visit The Wayward. I'm not a trout fan. I don't like trout. It's too fishy for me. But I would definitely consider trying the trout. I would certainly go back for the lamb shank, which yeah. I had. Yes, And that I was still really remember good. it all it was the time. Amazing. It was amazing. I had a review of a restaurant in St. Louis back in 2009 and the lady all she wrote was and i can only read this review in this voice so i apologize oh my lord 24 dollars for trout i'm never coming back (laughs) (laughs) we love voices on this show (laughs) we do we do indeed I don't think $24 for trout is that expensive but I mean it's 2009 it's a different time it might have been then I I don't know I (laughs) I, yeah, sorry. I don't know. Fish, totally. is, fish is a bit more expensive. I don't. I don't I'm good anyways. at derailing conversations. Here. Yeah, that's fine. Twenty four dollars. Well, you, you had mentioned and um, the portion size that ultimately, like portion size, counts more, right, than people actually caring about like the sustainability or quality of their food. Yeah. Um, and 
I, I think that that comes up. That's come up a couple of times in in the reviews between uh, Wayback and Wayward, and I like then that price point. Like I, I think people just really do need to get it through their head that if it's a small portion size, it's not because the restaurant doesn't want to feed you. It's because if they give you two to three times the amount, because that's what like a TGI Fridays does, then the quality of the product, like of where it came from is is drastically diminished yeah it's not 2010 anymore you have to adapt but and and i mean luckily for this review i mean her husband's a big eater so um that wasn't that wasn't an issue for her no they were both full so that's good that's good what are we gonna rate this i'll give it two it's because i want pictures you always want pictures. i do always want pictures you're right you're right send nudes (laughs) (laughs) noodles Pictures nudes of noodles. N-O-D-S. Nudes. <laughs> Chad Michael George. I mean, three's the best, right? Three's the, the best. best. It's a three-star review. Yeah, I'm giving it three also. Wow, I, I, you guys I, are a bunch of softies. Well, look, I, I, mean, I mean, after what we've been through already. Exactly. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I just feel so lifted in life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. The next one's a two-star <laughs> review, so. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it two as well. Uh, it is a great review. It really is. And it's detailed. I would like pictures as well. And me personally, I get names of my servers, my bartenders, so that I can personally shout them out, especially if the experience is really top-notch well. So there are there are a few other things that I would have added to this um, review. But I, I think two's pretty good. So, yeah, overall. I, I just wanted to really quickly say that uh, Chad is right. I did just quickly go to Yelp and look at Williams Graham. I keyworded his name. And uh, there are five reviews that do mention Chad oh, by name. Oh, look at but, that. But this was a problem that I had when we were talking about this episode. I was like, well, everything Chad does is awesome. So oh, they're gosh. probably just going to all be five-star reviews. <laughs> and sure enough, they're all five-star reviews. There so why bother are. talking about them? Except <laughs> except Uh-oh. for this one Uh-oh. that is a two-star review. <gasps> And no. and says Chad's name three times. Oh, so how uh, old is the review? It's from 2016. Oh wait, you weren't even there. Uh, no, that, so that was that's a different Chad. Ah, problem right, well, solved. So we so there you go. There you go. Done deal. Only five and star reviews for CMG. that's what we need to do is put the reviews under cmg now uh that is an overall rating of two and a half stars for this lovely review let's pop into the next one who wants to take it chad anybody else chad Chad? i'm happy to if nobody else i I, I don't care i don't mind reading let me let me read it because i'm gonna read it with i'm gonna read it with the typos it's fun. Oh, we always read it with the <laughs> okay, typos. Cool. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> Went here for brunch. Not impressed. Not a lot of options for people with celiacs. No biggie. I was there for a party, so I can make do. I ordered their yogurt with the granola on the side. Waitress said granola wasn't GF, but everyone who had some in the group raved about it. Sidebar, gl- granola is never gluten-free unless it says gluten-free. Like Gluten is a main component of granola. So, Sorry, lady. That's what binds um, it together. I just assume I totally <laughs> just put a, assigned a sex to this person based on the review already. You're right, it is. Okay. The blueberries were perfectly fresh and fantastic, but the presentation was not. I was given the yogurt in a wide, shallow bowl. Every spoonful, I scrapped the bottom. <laughs> I felt like my mom would show up and tell me how rude I am being for scrapping up the last bits. Uh, 
The place looks great and the staff are friendly, but with so many amazing places in Denver, I don't think I'll be going back. Also, who the heck gives people salads with their breakfast? Nobody wants that. Okay. She's never gotten greens so, with a breakfast. Right. I was gonna ask, what kind of what kind of salad are we talking? Are we just talking Fruit like a little salad? garnish? No, of it was arugula? literally like yeah, it was greens. It, it could have been arugula if it was that season, but it was a, like a lightly dressed lemon based vinaigrette green, like a palate cleanser, basically. Yep. Where I work <laughs> totally now, common with breakfast. Where I work now with our breakfast platters, we have arugula. Yeah. It wasn't like. A ranch dressing, you know, chop <laughs> salad or, I, yeah, I don't. And this person specifically says went here for brunch, yeah. right? So, like, if you're going someplace for brunch, that is breakfast, breakfast and lunch. Breakfast, yeah. Bottom right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. Uh, I scrapped. Scrapped the bottom. Scrapped. You want to want to scrap your review and take a look at I your. I have celiacs. You celiacs, yep. Uh, which, by the way, I, I have to ask uh, every customer of mine at the restaurant I, that I work at, do we have any allergies I need to be concerned about? And it really irks me when people say gluten. Mm -hmm. And then they say, are the fries going to be in the same fryer as all the other dishes? Yep. That's my tip off of you're not gluten, you're celiac. celiac yeah. And you need to make that yeah. extremely clear to me you know that is as a person with allergies mm -hmm. you need to tell your server your allergies and not just be vague about it i have celiac so nothing can touch no wheat can touch yeah. anything no fryers no no cross-contamination and it drives me nuts when people are just kind of like oh, i have celiac but yeah gluten-free no, no that's no, you yeah, don't you i don't that. believe you're really celiac if you're that laissez-faire uh, laissez about it because be, if you've ever been if in the hospital with celiac you don't ever want to do it again you don't ever want to do it again and, yeah you and mentioned i honestly that you probably just celiac. wouldn't be going out to eat <laughs> it right. sounds terrible i had a coors light incident the other day this woman wanted coors light because it's gluten-free and i said well it's not gluten-free no. and she said well it's made with rice i said it's mostly rice yeah There's and it barley. is and it yeah. is less than 20 parts per million which is what the fda says constitutes gluten-free but if you're if you have celiac, that that twenty percent will still get you. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. So I this this lady sounds kind of snobby, kind of on a pedestal. Uh, doesn't know how to proofread or spell check. Scrap it do. Scrap it up a do. Uh, I and again. Yes, Brad. You you went for brunch, breakfast, and lunch. Right. You can have little greens on your platter. I I just. Some people are just so entitled, it's annoying. <laughs> entitled was the epitome of the um, the average guest at Wayward. Just going to say that. Interesting. That neighborhood was brutal. We had ah. multiple open houses where we literally invited all of the residents of all the high-rises around there. Yeah. And we provided free drinks, free wine, free food. And they would still talk about us in a in a negative way the like, melted creamy ice cream yeah we had people bring in <laughs> recipes we had not just one or Wait, two but like what? excuse me had at least half a dozen people that would bring in like recipes and say this is my grandmother's or whatever like you should consider putting this on your no. menu that happened your grandmother times. used Velveeta <laughs> wow that yeah it's a it's a really strange that's an interesting uh, neighborhood neighborhood because yeah. i i had to go puff there quite a few times uh -huh. and the places uh the doors that i knocked on were privileged entitled yep 
I have mom and dad's credit card, but I never would have thunk that they Ugh. would come in with a recipe and say, hey, this is my Aunt Nana's yeah. pot roast. Make it yeah. for me. Like, that is that is a overboard or an overkill yeah. of entitlement. We had, we had a few guys that would come, because we did those open Jeez. houses multiple times, and the same guys would come, and they would stay till the very end, and then tell... Luckily, it was never me, but my partner, Jared... I think multiple times had to deal with these guys that that would literally be sitting there drinking out our free wine and say, you guys are never going to make it. This is never going to work. Like you need to change the concept. You need to have burgers. You need to have this or everyone has their opinion. But like they would tell us to our face that we were going to fail. Get out. If we didn't do what they said, we get out. Yeah. You're never invited back for free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the biggest slap in the face. Yeah. It was really ugly. Wow, I'm sorry. I thought your food was amazing. Thank you. Uh, okay, well, what are we rating this lady with celiacs? You know, we've talked we've talked so much about like these other shitty people I, <laughs> that I she, forgot about this one yeah. altogether. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I guess it's I'd let her come back just so I could put her yogurt in a in a deeper bowl, so she wouldn't have to scrap, scrap the bowl it. so much. Yeah, yeah, I'll give her one star. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one as well. Bill. I don't know. Oh. <coughs> Bill's on the cusp. I'm not impressed. I think I think she's cut off at least. Okay. Okay. You're go just home. You're, you're, you're go done. Home. You're yeah. done for the day. You had too many mimosas. Yeah. Go yep. to View House. Mm-hmm. Cut off. Out you go. All right. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna jump on to happy hour. We work in bars. That get three stars I'm not your minion Fuck your opinion Fuck your three stars Hey Bill mm, You seem yes. very seepy seepies See I uh You're about a here I'm tired. I need you about a year. <laughs> two days off in two weeks. You you want to know why? Too old for Do you know what shit. time it is? What time is it? Oh, I need to be happy. <sighs> it's happy. a three stars <laughs> podcast. Happy, happy hour. hour. It's a three happy. stars <laughs> podcast. Happy, happy hour. It's a three happy stars podcast. podcast. Happy, happy hour. Wakes up, crunch, drink Bill. <laughs> Brad, what are we drinking today? Uh, as I mentioned, uh, I I named this cocktail the Witch Doctor, and I did have to go to Difford's Guide to make sure that there was not some like classic cocktail or something that was already named Witch Doctor. There are plenty of other cocktails out there, but like I don't really care if it's just on like Liquor.com or something like that. As long as it's not on Difford's um, Guide. So th- this is uh, inspired by a couple of things. One is that Bill had wanted a corpse survivor. The other is that uh, Chad and I both recently responded to a mutual friend's Facebook post that said, if you don't have green chartreuse, what do you use? And Chad and I both were saying to use the uh, Genepi, which um, you did it, it's not a, do. It, well, I did not do, but it's about as close as you could get. I also had this bottle of uh, Cocolero, which we got when we had gone down to the Dominican Republic. And it is an herbal liqueur, and I'll, I'll read the label, an extraordinary crafting of 17 curious and exceptional botanicals. And it is a South American herbal spirit made in Ireland. Uh, and it, <laughs> and it okay. says on it, it says on it. Uh, Does that like, say guarana on the side? Uh, 
It does. Guarana and green tea. That's weird. Uh, juniper and ginger. Guarana is like a main ingredient in Red Bull. That's what I yeah. thought. Right. Ooh. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to get us all What's energized that? here. Upper? Yeah. Yep. Big time upper. Um, oh, wow. And it is green in color, and it is probably an artificial green color. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you um, if you were to smell it, taste it, it actually smells like green chartreuse mixed with gin already. So I wanted to I wanted to you I've been wanting to use this because we went to the Dominican over a year ago, and this bottle has just been sitting there. Uh, but I had mentioned it as a possible use if you were missing green chartreuse you could use this uh as a substitute if you played around with uh you know with your your proportions and whatnot <laughs> so i got to use it you'll go blind yeah <laughs> uh so i got to use it this cocktail uh is cocolero i did use a london dry gin i used bombay in uh in this instance amaro nino an absinthe rinse and then a uh, little bit of lime juice and simple syrup, which is way more ingredients than I ever usually like to do in cocktails. I I really like the three to five ingredient uh, cocktail. I, I mean, I'll kind of count the the sour as a as a one ingredient since it's mixed together. Um, but I got to thinking about. Chad, I don't know your philosophy on cocktails mm-hmm. on uh, on what you like to go for. I personally, I think that like there's there's this um, aspect of going and out and getting a cocktail that is fairly basic in that it, it does not involve chefing, mm-hmm. um, and then there's this whole new revolution, especially with you know shows like Drink Masters coming up or or competitions like Diageo World Class and things like that, where it's expected that you don't just walk in with anything basic. Now it's, you know, house made cherry bark tarragon bitters um and you know this this one spirit that I found that is made in Ireland, but it's South American, right? Like there, there are all these unusual things with just like, while, while all amazing, like the, the craft cocktail has, has gotten, um, very intricate. Yeah. And like, I like to myself, I like to do that stuff. I don't know how to execute it, but you've been involved in so many cocktail programs you know, just wondering like what your philosophy on creating cocktails would be. I have a lot of respect for the people that are out there coming up with new methods of creating new ingredients for cocktails. And like, you know, Kate Gerwin, who finished in, I think, second place or in the top three on um, the show you were talking about is, is a good friend. Uh, and I was kind of blown away watching that show, how quickly her and some of the competitors were able to work through some of these processes. I am 1000% of the, of the school of thought of keep it simple, stupid. I, I hate overly complicated cocktails. Um, I understand their place in many circumstances, but there's no place in my mind for an eight ingredient cocktail. Um, and you don't like long islands. (laughs) Well, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a problem admitting that. Trash hands. Um, 
yeah, I just, I, when I've been in charge of programs or even involved in programs, like at Williams and Graham is a great example because at Williams and Graham, we would do these cocktail labs together as an entire bar staff with, with everybody there involved. And everyone was highly encouraged to submit drinks, but you didn't even necessarily have to. You were definitely, it would have looked bad on your uh, on your involvement if you didn't at least try. But we definitely had some new people over the years that maybe didn't maybe they hadn't quite gotten their their feet grounded yet, and they they weren't participating in that in that cocktail lab. But the the one thing that I think most bartenders are missing, and this gets messed up even exponentially more because they want to just keep adding ingredients is they don't understand balance. They've never been taught proper balance. There are very few good quality mentors in our bar industry, especially on that cocktail focused side of the business. Um, and I just, I don't think people understand. Um, I still get paid to organize a lot of competitions and I just did a competition recently in summit County. Um, that was not sponsored by a brand specifically, but we had a brand that was kind of the focus of the competition. And when you do competitions, especially in, in mountain towns, you know that a lot of the bartenders probably haven't been subjected to this type of structure before. And there aren't a lot of cocktail bars necessarily. So you're like, you never know what you're going to get. And I was kind of blown away at how many competitors actually had properly balanced drinks and then I realized that most of them had worked for people like Billy from Breckenridge, who is a legendary mentor and, you know, somebody that I really look up to because she has put so many great bartenders through her tutelage. I don't know if you can go through tutelage, but uh, under her tutelage, through it, you know, up, in it, up all in it. <laughs> um, but in general, I, just, I, don't, I don't think most bartenders have ever really been sat down and said, okay, here's a, here's a, here's a margarita that's too sweet. Here's one that's balanced. Here's one that's too tart. And it's, it's really simple once you understand it. But I have this conversation with, I've, I've been lucky enough to judge world-class and Bacardi legacy at the highest levels. And I'm still blown away how many times really talented bartenders will present a drink that isn't balanced. And I'll often ask them like, did you, taste this or did you just make a recipe because a lot of bartenders do that like oh my gosh the submission deadline's tomorrow i'm just gonna write this recipe and we'll see what happens did you taste it did you have other people taste it because if you made it you're probably gonna think it tastes good you might not but you probably are gonna think it tastes good even if it doesn't or it's not balanced you have you're one person you have to bring your friends your coworkers, the people you trust in to help with this process, which is why Williams and Graham's process is so brilliant because you've got seven to 10 people sitting around the bar there workshopping these cocktails together and everybody's palate's a little different. So you get a broader spectrum of, you know, what's, what's acceptable and what is good and what isn't, but people just tend to add ingredients. They just throw more on it to try and fix the problem rather than just think about keeping it simple and maybe, Maybe I don't need two different Amari in this drink. Maybe, you know, one is enough. Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't need Nonino and Fernet. I just need Ramazzotti or Chinar or whatever. Like there's, people just get so wound up in making it complicated because they think that it has to be cerebral 
for it to be appreciated and for their, you know, contemporaries and cohorts to think it's cool. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, and I'd say like most often you find um, in a lot of cocktails, like you end up with an acid, right? Like you end up, at, generally speaking, it's going to be lemon juice or lime juice. And then people want to, like I actually get, I get this idea of wanting to take it a whole other direction. And like, you know, now people are like using things like carrot juice or kumquat mm-hmm. or like, you know, yeah, some, it's wild. something unusual. Who are these people? Kumquats are delicious Me. drinks, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know I, I have a carrot juice cocktail that I'm workshopping. So I want to know, ah, who, I want to know who you're talking about. Yeah. Find them and destroy them. And, and like, I, I like doing those types of things, but um, like, for instance, just for shits and giggles the other day, I made an oleo out of uh, grapefruit, ginger, and tarragon, and I'm like, "This is stupid." Like, <laughs> I, but I was doing does it, it work? Uh, actually, it didn't work. Wow, well, um, what did you I, use? But I can always like I can always mess with you know the levels of ingredients uh, of those individual things. But I was like, it honestly, it was just it ended up being overwhelming. Right, that you like to the point and where you accepted that and you moved on, yeah. which is the problem that a lot of bartenders can't right. do. Yeah, they can't admit go. defeat and just start over. Yeah, and, and, and failure is a part of success, right? And Absolutely. The, and I also think we're talking that, about all my closed restaurants here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, I had nothing to do with building this episode. I just did my little bit. No, but like you know, especially like and when you get into to bar labs or or like when you said. Um, the, the naming of the way back, right? You got 15 friends all from different industries all to sit there and talk about things, right? Like when you sit down in a bar lab, you do want everyone to have a little bit of a different palate. If it's just everyone who, oh, I love like, I love acid and bitter. And, yeah. Or, right. Like I love, I love acid and I, and I, I, love, I, and I love spice, sort of thing. right. Then, yeah. then everyone's just gonna be like, yeah, yeah. It, it's acidic and spicy. I love it, right? Yeah, you're but ma- that's not what you want. No, you're making a drink menu for your guests, not for you. And that, to me, is what I think people really lose out on. And that's, um, I think, uh, Sean had said, this is years ago, he said, uh, mixology is what happens in the glass, right? But first and foremost, you know, you need, you need the hospitality aspect, right? And part of that is remember who you're making the cocktail for, right? It's not just for you. This cocktail here, I mean, it's delicious, by the way. Well, I'm glad that you like it because I made you it up made this it morning. Me. I made it up this morning. It's green. I thought and about it. I thought about it last <laughs> night. I made two versions that I did not like this morning, and then this one that I actually also happen to like. That's good, right? It's well balanced. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Chad's only had two sips of his, so and he's a. He's I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> I know me either. It's I'm, in, I'm doing intermittent fasting, so I don't eat before noon, and so. Uh, oh, awesome! So yeah. you're drinking first. Yeah, that's also why <laughs> I haven't eaten is intermittent fasting. If I'd have known that you hadn't eaten yet, we would have done shots before the uh, episode. No, it no we wouldn't. Have. <laughs> yeah, I would be interested to try this just on its own. Go ahead. Um, yeah, no. So I, I just, um, I, I like, I like that our philosophies um align a little bit because you do you are responsible for going out there and helping people open up restaurants and you might not be directly involved in their cocktail programs but your level of experience of course you know says something to 
the program that is being created in the in the space that you're helping to get up and running. Yeah. Okay, that's fascinating. Yeah, I just keep it simple. That's really all there is to it. I and I I'm not going to say that new techniques and ideas don't have a place because they do. And and like I love there are hundreds of amazing teas out there. I love turning those teas into syrups and using them in cocktails. That's a really easy way Mm -hmm. to add a very dynamic and and multi-layered ingredient to a drink without creating uh, an hours-long process to create said ingredient. And again, if you need a kitchen to come up with your cocktail menu, that's great. Uh, I don't have that luxury here. And, you know, Jen Mattioni, who runs the bar up here, is an incredible bartender and put together a ridiculously good menu and with very, very, very little input. Um, Kelly, the owner and I literally sat down in front of her and she made the whole menu and there was like two tweaks out of 12 drinks and it was just, it was spot on. And, and I think she largely, if she were sitting here with, I think agree with us on that philosophy. And, you know, she has a few oleos on the menu. She has a few tea syrups on the menu, but other than that, nothing that's, um, you know, nothing that needs more than like, a, a four quart saucepan and, you know, a hot plate to, you know, make a ginger syrup or something like that. It's very, it's really simple, but the end result is a very, very dynamic and well-rounded cocktail menu. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we had two cocktails last night. We loved them both. And I'm just going to finish with this because I, I have sat at the bar with you as a bartender uh, only one time when you were at Williams and Graham. And it was in my second time around when I was working for Fridays. And, uh, and I came and sat down. You made a cocktail. And then uh, two people came and sat down next to me. And you turned to them. And you said, hi, welcome to TGI Fridays. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Zinger. That's oh funny. Man. That's funny. Okay. Thank you for that lovely happy hour, Bradley. Uh, uh, let's move on to desserts. Desserts. <laughs> to desserts. Uh, so, Chad, with desserts, we don't rate. These are just kind of off the cuff, redonkulous reviews. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if you want to go ahead and take it away. Yeah. This. Yeah. This one's really digging deep. Ugh, I like twisting it. the knife. Two stars, only giving two stars and not one because the service was good. Okay, at least they gave me that. Uh, atmosphere was dark and uncomfortable. weren't even offered a weight. Wait, weren't even offered a weight or a bar seat, despite the bar being completely open. Food was mediocre, small, and way overpriced. Didn't love Zango, but missing their food now. Um, if, yeah, I, I don't, don't understand even that first part of that. I don't either. Weren't offered a wait. I'm sorry, but uh, if you wouldn't mind just waiting over there, that's what they were looking for. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't want to have to be seated right away. I they just wanted. <laughs> they just and wanted a wait. There's and, uh, and one point the, the seven second wait. In fact, you're real ready to seat. You know, if the bar is completely open, then just say, "Can I sit at the bar?" Yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. pretty common for a host to not say, "Would you like to sit at the bar?" Like that's not just that's not normal. That's just not normal. But maybe for a onesie, I, but yeah, I hear I, what you're saying. I'm also really confused because if there was one thing I never um really enjoyed about Wayward, it was the lighting and it was never dark. It was never dark. It was you way had too bright. All, glass. all the time. Yeah. So I don't know where this person actually was. I think maybe they were in like a K hole and mm-hmm. it, it was dark and uncomfortable. I don't know. Um 
My life is dark. And I'm just I didn't like the fact that they name dropped Zengo. You know, it's, I don't even it's know gone. what that is. That was the restaurant Zengo before. Zengo was there before us. Yeah. And as you mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to comment on the food at Zengo. So I don't. I mean, hey, obviously, this Wayward wasn't for this person, apparently. Apparently not. Um, but I'm confused. I've. It's almost one of those. If they hadn't referenced Zango, I would have thought they were they were at the wrong restaurant. Wrong restaurant. Yeah. Same because Correct. I don't because as compared to the the second location of way back, the atmosphere in here was not dark. No. Or uncomfortable. Vibrant. No, not at light. all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I I would have thought they were in the wrong spot I, too. Do you had did you have copper salt and peppers on your tables? No. No, that was a different restaurant that yeah. I did. But yes, I don't. We sat right next to the if very large window. If you had more people would have come back and you would have had all five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the copper. That's what it was. It's the copper. It's warmth. No, we sat, when we went there, we sat right next to a window. So mm-hmm. I know for a fact it was not dark. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I too, had they not said Zango, I would have said, did you write a review about the wrong bar? Yeah. Which so. those are my favorite. Aren't they fun? Reviews, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the They've wrong place. We've done a lot of those. Yeah. 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 Some of those, yeah. I don't know where I am. <laughs> yep. I'm upset about I'm it. It's like angry. The, the kid from, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Home Alone. Simpsons. No. I'm lost. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. I don't know. I ate the purple berries. Taste like burning. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Check. Ralphie. Ralph Wiggum. Please. Ralphie. Check, please. What did we learn today? Um, I've learned that I... I try to tell Samantha to, when we have a guest, to only stick to like three things that the person has done. Um, Because a lot of times we have these guests with these just laundry lists of accolades. And I was like, all right, where did you find all of this? And um, and so she found it on your uh, on your consulting website and I was like wait like he's got this whole other thing and then like and then there's eat Denver and I knew that you had done bar five I knew you're president of the bartender's guild again you know you'd worked at linger and Williams grant like and like it just goes on and on and on and I completely forgot in all of this and I knew this from when we had met years ago that you had a finance background and that you had that you had left you know money and misery to to get into the service industry and it's I a guess good name for a cocktail or a bar right there. <laughs> misery. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> Money and misery. <laughs> the M and M. And I guess, like, I learned, I learned that it is possible to, like, uh, having you know, restaurant and restaurant and restaurant. And you'd been a partner in rest in a restaurant in St. Louis as well, right? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Handful, so, handful places. I, I mean, and and then reopening or, or opening other people's restaurants and getting into different concepts. I mean, you're an avid golfer. Like you're to me, like you're you're like a you're a Renaissance man, oh. and and you're constantly like revitalizing and reinventing, you know, yourself. Like and, and that within the industry, you don't just have to be a server you don't just have to be a bartender a host a dishwasher a, an owner like you can you can reinvent how you use your place in this industry and use yourself in this industry over and over again and like it's just i mean it's not not everybody can right like not everyone gets to be president but 
hey, it, if anybody wants to be president, they please uh, call the bartenders me. Call me. Sure. Yeah, We're looking for a president. This right? is what, your fourth time around or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but like just that, um, that I love that the industry has so many opportunities if you just like, just look for the, for the open window and, and, you know, and jump on out. That might not be the best. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. Think, <laughs> I don't think just make sure it's that. a one story window. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Bill. Uh, so much. Always when we have guests, uh, I'm just going to perfectly balanced as all things should be. You were talking about building a, uh, cocktail or a, even a cocktail recipe, or I'm sorry, I, um, <laughs> a menu cocktail menu that's that's uh what, what is this called cocalero calero um but no i uh recently i've been i've been workshopping a cocktail and i've come to realize that like i am uh i'm pretty uh traditional when it comes to my cocktail builds like two one one that's i mean that's what i like it it works for me. Um, I was workshopping a cocktail. I don't want to give too much away because we'll probably revisit it here, here soon. But uh, they tweaked my recipe, and it was one of those situations where it was like I overheard a couple co uh, bartenders, like, you know, like messing with something. I, I actually saw the glass on the table, and I was like, what is that? And they told me what it was, and I was like, that's my cocktail. Like, I've been working on that for, like, two months. <laughs> and I asked them what it was, and... Um, there was one one significant difference and they had used like a a raspberry puree and in my mind that eliminated citrus for me you know what i mean so i was like so it was so it's it's you know two two lick it was a liquor uh the puree and then an amaro and uh i was like oh my god that's amazing and i was like that's a recipe done label it put it on the menu only to much to my chagrin uh, to find out that the it, they didn't go with my classic build, they tweaked and uh, put a little bit of lime juice in it. So it was pretty close, but they dialed down like uh, the the uh, the sweet and the citrus, which was the raspberry, which I might be reaching here. I feel acted as both, and put the lime juice, which I thought was like a little much, like you didn't need that. But they went with that uh, for a broader reaching audience, which you know there was this brief moment of. Hey, fuck you, guy. But uh, <laughs> like in, in the in the greater scheme of things, like it, it, you know, if it's stupid and it works, it isn't stupid, right? So like if you're meet, if you're reaching a wider audience, that it's a mezcal cocktail. I shouldn't, you know, I feel like I'm just, I'm like, I'm not gonna give it all away, and I'm just slowly giving it all away. Um, but if that's what it takes to reach a, a broader audience with mezcal, because I feel like not everybody's into mezcal, and I'm like obsessed with it, and I just want to like preach to the masses but it's uh, I, like that's what i learned is just it's not you're not building cocktails for you right wrong indifference it's there's there's a there's a method at play and you're trying to reach an audience and you're trying to make money so you know be willing to admit defeat or at least be flexible you know and mm -hmm. um you, we, we're here to do a job and that job is not just get myself well lubricated it's get everybody well lubricated so mm -hmm. yeah amen chad michael george did you learn anything you don't have to have we don't often teach people yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's <No>. very rare <laughs> we i've learned that i have zero reason to go back and read old restaurant reviews from places that i uh, no longer am affiliated uh, with i'm sorry oh no i'm fine 
just he knew what he was getting I'm into. Fine. I'm just gonna cry when you guys leave the restaurant. <laughs> I've um, been eating all day, <laughs> reading these old half reviews. Half drunk. <laughs> oh. I need some McDonald's. Uh, I, it's no, sad, but I'm, I'm almost certain that's what's gonna happen. I have to be to work in 45 minutes. So. Oh no. <laughs> um, I learned this is a lot of fun. That's, I mean. I appreciate y'all having me on the show. I'm sorry it took so long, but glad I was here for episode 100. Yeah. I know we haven't even Ooh. mentioned that. I That's was wondering. Did mention well, it. we did. Yeah. You just weren't listening. Yeah. I was probably asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just now waking up, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. This was a lot of fun, and um, thanks for having me and picking my brain, letting me ramble. Yeah, I feel like I rambled. I love that I you're well spoken because it could have gone so bad. Yeah, usually yeah. these <laughs> these will last like two or three hours. I was like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> we gotta have enough time. Uh, I learned a lot about Chad Michael George. I actually just know the basics of you. I did not know you worked at Linger. I, I think I might have known that you worked at Williams and Graham, but I'm not 100% positive. I know that you had your two restaurants, mm -hmm. and I know that you are friends with Mike Guzman, and I know that you know Sean Kenyon, and you uh, you know Coochie, um, Justin, yep. Coochie, everybody. For those, I'm not just saying some sort of. <laughs> I'm not just saying coochie. Coochie, some horrible. <laughs> we word. know that you're. We know that you're straight. I, I know coochie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. These days, it's just one coochie, but you know, one's enough. <laughs> one coochie. Uh, and you're also a liquor store owner now. Which oh, that's true. Totally forgot that's to mention true. that. Which, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot, but I didn't know that you were into finance before this. Yeah. Um, that you City know numbers for like seven terrible years. Yeah. Wow. Oof. Sorry. How yeah. fucking old are you? I'm 45. I know I'm older. I just yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> um, but it was just nice getting to know you. Thank you. Nice getting to know you. So thank you very much for being on the show. I do appreciate you being here and taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know you are busy. Um, yeah, I've got to go hit some golf balls. So. Yeah, I was going to say, he was just at the golf simulator before we walked in. <laughs> That's busy. That's therapeutic, yeah. okay? Yeah. That's his therapy it's right my there. Coach, my coach That's is tough. See? I, I don't know where this came up uh, in within the episode, but uh, there, was, there was something about, like, time to yourself or whatnot. And I said to my dad yesterday, I was like, the best thing about golf is not whether you're good or bad. It's that everyone leaves you alone for five hours. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's time to. Brad and I play golf together once. We did. Yeah. See, and I didn't know that. I think so there it you was go. a lot of fun, except I for the fact we had to deal with Mike. Guzman. Ah! What? Wait a second. He he hit like a 350 yard drive. According to him, no, it was more. It was it was longer than that. <laughs> okay. Three eighty. It was so like So on that note, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up the show, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate you being here and supporting us. Make sure to give that heart, that like, hit subscribe, and come on back next time you're here. Bye bye. Boo boy, peace. So, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man!